So at the end of Perek Yod Bet, there were some conditions for the Parah Alim Davar Shusibur, the Misvah of the Beddin HaGadol bringing Korban ruling on which the majority of Am Yisrael relied and, and, and acted erroneously, and then that ruling is retracted. And one of the conditions was, It needs to be a ruling on something that is that is at least ambiguous. It's it's a it's a it's something that's partially known by the people, but it's not a main principle, a main maxim that everyone should know about. So that's the subject of this chapter. And again, just to to echo what I said in the last chapter, think about the limits of the Bedin Hagadol and how a Bedin Hagadol can be wrong. So the Bedin Hagadol can be wrong in or the limits of Bedin HaGadol are the, the consciousness of Am Israel. In other words, a Bedin cannot wake up one morning and try to interpret the Torah in a way that runs completely contrary to how Am Israel understands the Torah. And there are certain maxims, certain pillars that everyone, every little child in Am Israel holds as true and as fact and as, as, the, as the underpinnings of the Torah. For instance, Shabbat, right? So if Bedina Gadol decides to approve Shabbat, that's something that's going to, to be too offensive. It needs to be something that's a little more nuanced, more subtle. So some, a very small detail within Shabbat, that's where a Bedina Gadol has authority to act. And because it has authority to act, it also has the ability to make a mistake. And how is a mistake a mistake? Open question. When the Bedin make a mistake, but the ruling is on something that is fundamental. It's one of the Gufe Torah, one of the main, main bodies, main principles of the Torah that everyone knows. And it's defined in the Gemara as davar modim boys, something that even the Saddokim, even those who who don't agree with with uh, the Parushim, with the with the, the Rabbanite the Rabbanite tradition, the tradition we know, even they would agree. So, for example, the Saddokim did not agree on all the Melachot of Shabbat, but they did agree that um, that. Uh, you may not, let's say, light a fire. So for the Sadduqim, not only you could not light a fire, but also you could not have a fire lit in your house on Shabbat. So if you ignite a fire on Shabbat, that's something that everyone agrees on. And if the Bedin, Hagadol, the Israel ruling, and say, from now on, we interpret the Torah to mean that you may ignite a fire on Shabbat, that is goof. And therefore, if somebody relies on this ruling, that's on them, that's not on the Bedin. And the, the Rasha is Vene'ilam Davar, prefacing this Korban Ailam Davar, and that's the name of the Korban. It's and an a detail was was uh, wanting from it it was missing from it escaped the Bedin. And we're talking about the detail and not the entire corpus, the entire um the entire uh, like area of law. Halachabet. 
לעולם אין בית דין חייבין עד שיורו לבטל מכסת וקיים מכסת, דברים שאינם מפורשים מבוארים בתורה. So the rule is that the בית will never be חייב on קרפרא עלים דבר unless their הוראה is on something partial while upholding the rest. In other words, it's not that they say you may not ignite a fire on Shabbat, uh, you may ignite the fire on Shabbat, they may say you may, uh, you may not ignite the fire on Shabbat, however, you may, you may ignite a fire in a, in a very indirect way. So that, that's a kind of nuance that could be davar velochol aguf. And it needs to be things that are not explicit in the peshat of the Torah. ואחר כך יהיו בית דין חייבים בקורבן, ועושים על פיהם פטורים, and that's when the בית דין will be חייב פעמים לבר, and everyone else will be פטור. כסד. שגגו והורו שמותר להשתחוות לעבוד הזרה, או שמותר להוסיף מרשות לרשות בשבת, או שמותר לבוא על שומרת יום כנגד יום. If, for example, their ruling is about bowing down to עבוד הזרה, they say you may bow down to עבוד הזרה, or You may carry on Shabbat, which is something that's obviously forbidden, everyone else is forbidden. By the way, even though the carrying Mirshut Lashut B'Shabbat may have been, may have been um, installed as one of the Melachot a little later, and that's why it's the last of the Melachot, and that's why we have very late Derashot in the Gemara, I believe it's Rav Sheshat or Rav Asheh that brings the... the the Rashot for that, and that's why also Chachamim stressed this Melacha more than others and made a lot of protections around it. For instance, they took the most popular misvot we have, Merila, Shofar, and Merila, Shofar, and Lulav, and they say, and they actually made us not do those, halach, those misvot if the Hag falls on Shabbat. Why? Lest the person comes to carry for Amot Birshut Harabim. So, whenever this ruling was posited to us, this already was Guf Torah. What I'm trying to say is, when we say Guf Torah, it's not necessarily something that, if you went on a time machine and asked Moshe Rabbeinu, they'd say, they'd say, uh, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu would agree, oh yeah, everyone knows this Guf Torah. No, Guf Torah is a dynamic concept, and it can change with time. Proof to that is uh, here, all, all of these examples actually. Uh, that might be a little, a little more explicit in the Torah, but lehosim reshut l'reshut b'shabbat, or lavo'al shomeret yom keneged yom, having relations with what's called zavak uh, etana. It's a woman who has, who has, uh, who sees blood, not during the days of nida. And, and then she, she just needs to, to, uh, to wait that day. And that's called Zavaketana. Um, so in other words, she, she, she sees on tu- Tuesday or at two days, no, no more than two days, Monday and Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, she, she does Tevila and then she just makes sure through the end of the day she has no more blood and, that's, and she's Tehora. So, on the Shomeret Yom, on that day when she has to watch out for no more blood, if the Beddin say, on that day she's muteret, that's a kind of detail that the ruling is on. So, this is the same as saying, 
something broader, there is no such thing as Shabbat, no such thing as Avdazara, or Nidaba Torah, and that would be uprooting the entire Misvah, which is something that nobody should rely on. And this is not called an error. And if they did it innocently, this is just forgetting something that's obvious and something that's known. It's not living up to their task as guardians of the tradition that they, they are supposed to remember. But this is not an error of judgment. That would make them patur from the korban, and whoever relies on them would bring hatat on their own. But if they, if the ruling is, they say, fine, obviously one may not carry outside on Shabbat. However, one may outside um, transport something by passing it to somebody else or by throwing it, both of which are forbidden at Alaha nowadays. Um, that would be the kind of thing that could be a could be called a mistake. Or if they if they um, if 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 they remove one of the avot melachot and said that it's not a melacha except for hosa amershut that that's a different one, then they are going to be hayavim. So too, in the case of Avodah Zarah, if they say, well, of course you cannot bow down to Avodah Zarah, but this is only if you are bowing down by extending your entire body on the floor. Anything short of that is mutar. This would also be a kind of mistake for which they are hayav. Or if they say, uh, fine, obviously, if Zavaketana, she's, she's watching over that day and she, she, she sees blood that day, she'll, if a person is with her, he'll be Hayav. But if it's only in the night that she sees, then he's going to be Patur uh, or Mutar. Because the Torah says, Kol Yeme Zoba. Or two, something very technical, if somebody is with his wife and while they are in the middle of intercourse, the wife has nida, and then the halakha is that um, the, the, the cessation of intercourse, the act of, of, of uh, seizing also is a sexual act for which there could be hatat, and therefore, if a person knows that the that, that, that the woman is nida, he cannot seize the way that he usually sees intercourse. Rather, he needs to wait until until the the uh, the, the male reproductive organ is inert, and then sees that action. If he didn't do this, or the beddin rather said, "You don't need to do this," which which is something for which halakha is, uh, if a person does it, is hayav karet, then they'd be hayavin. 
וכן אם תראו ואמרו שהאוכל דם שיעשה בשעת שחיטה הוא חייב, אבל האוכל דם הלב מותר, הרי אלו חייבים. So to the mistake that we brought already before in the last chapter, if they say, yeah, the, the, the blood that comes out when the animal is being killed from the שחיטה, that's the one that the Torah forbade, but you're totally free to eat the blood from the heart, they also will be חייבים. וכן כל כיוסה בטעויות אלו, אם הורו בהן ועשו רוב הקהל על פיהן בדין מביאין קורבן לשגרתם וכל העושים על פיהן פטורים. So two examples like this, if they issue a ruling like that, they'd be חייבים and whoever relies on them would be פטור. ג. הורו בדין שיעשה השבת לפי שנתכסת החמה ודימו ששקעה. ולבסוף זריחה החמה, אין זו הוריה אלא טעות, וכל שעשה מלאכה חייב, אבל בדין פטורין. So let's say that the בדין uh, issue a ruling on reality, on something that's factual. And they say, we issue a ruling that Shabbat has ended, because they thought that uh, sunset had happened, and it turns out that it was only behind the clouds, and then everyone sees the sun. This is not... A, a, an error in judgment, it's rather a mistake in fact, and then whoever does melacha is hayav hatat, and the bedin is going to be patur. וכן אם התירו אשת איש להינשא לפי שהעידו בפניהן שמת בעלה, ואחר כך בא בעלה, אין זו הוריה אלא טעות, והאישה ובעלה האחרון חייבין חטאת לשגרתן, וכן כל כך יוצא בזה. Also too, if they permit a woman, a certain woman to get married, because they think that her husband is, die, is dead, and then the husband comes back, then the person will be hayav. I just want to point out, um, even, if, even if it wasn't the case, um, the person will be hayav, because obviously you cannot have the majority of Am Yisrael being with the same, with the same woman, so you'd never have a situation in which you'd have pare alim davar on a ruling of, of a, on a particular eshet ish. בית דין שהורו בשגגה ושכחו עצמו של לחט שהורו בו, אף על פי שהם יודעים בוודאי שחטאו בשגגה. ואף על פי שהעם מודיעים אותם ואומרים להם בכך וכך הולדתם לנו, הם פטורים, והעושים על פיהם חייבים בפני עצמם, שנאמר ונודעה החטאת שחטאו עליה, לא שידעו החוטאים. If a bad dean make a mistake, or rather a prior bad dean made a mistake, and they forget what it was, they don't know, what the mistake was. They know for a fact that they made a mistake. And let's say the whole people remembers what that mistake was, but the Beddin itself doesn't have that memory. Then this also removes the, this special situation of Pare Alim Davar, and everyone will bring their own Korban Chatat. Kesad, Shagegu ve'itiru chaliva keva ve'achilu oto roba'am. Ve'achar shiyadeo shashagegu behora'a ve'shaitiru davar shahayun azeno kalavir shigato chatat kebu'a. נסתפק להם אם מקצת החלבים התירו או מקצת הדמים התירו, הרי אלו פטורין, וכל מי שאכל מביא חטאת כבועה. So for example, they permitted a certain fat, the fat of the stomach, majority of the, of the people ate it, and then, and then they, they remember or they realize that they permitted something that was forbidden, but they, they don't remember if what they permitted was the fat or the blood, um, so... This means that they will not bring a korban pare'alim davar, and everyone else will bring their own korban chatat. Halakha he. 
בית דין שהורו בשגגה ונודע להם שגגתן בין שהביאו כפרתן בין שלא הביאו. כל העושה כפי הורייתן שפשטה ברוב הסיבור מאחר שידעו, הרי זה מביא אשם תלוי. If the bed din, they, they issue a, a mistaken ruling, and they know what the mistake was, and so, and, and now they are bring, going to bring a korban pare alim davar, so whether before or after they brought it, once they know, once they know the mistake, from that moment and on, any person who relies on that ruling, that... Uh, Um, if that ruling has already spread throughout the majority of the population, then that person will bring Asham Talui. They're going to bring not the Hattat, but the Asham Talui. Ho'il v'ha'ya lo lish'ol b'chol'ait al devarim sh'yitchadeshu b'vedin v'lo sh'al, ha'rezeh k'mishan istapek lo im hatta o lo hatta. Why is that? The person was in, in Be'er Sheva and the Bedin is in Yerushalayim and they retracted the, the ruling, but news haven't reached Be'er Sheva because... The responsibility that the Torah expects from the individual is to always be on the lookout for any updates on the law. If, there is, if, if you are relying on the Bedin, you also are responsible to make sure that you have the most updated knowledge of what the Bedin's current thinking is. And therefore, it's the same as a person who doesn't know if he, if he made a mistake or didn't make a mistake, and that's why that person brings Korban Hashem Talui. במה דברים אמורים? במי שהוא עם בית דין במדינה. אבל מי שראה ההוריה והלך למדינה אחרת, אף על פי שעשה אחר שידעו פטור, מפני שתלה בהם. והרי אפשר לא לשאול. ולא עוד, אלא נבהל לשאת אף על פי שעדיין לא יצא לדרך ועשה על פיהם מאחר שידעו, הרי זה פטור. So the example I brought was wrong. Be'er Sheva in Yerushalayim was wrong. It's within Yerushalayim itself. So, if a person is within the same city, we do expect that person to keep updated. If the person is in a different city or is rushing to get out of the city of Yerushalayim, then that person um, is going to be patur. Now, you'll notice that many of these halachot seem to refer to other kinds of reliance and other kinds of batedin, even though... <coughs> One of the most important conditions we established is that this is only for Bedin HaGadol. So the answer is that Halakha develops over time and it may have been the case that at first there was a set of Halakhot developed when the rule was that reliance on any local Bedin would exempt the person from Korban Hatat. And later on, the conditions were piled on so that the halakha nowadays is that this only applies with Bedin HaGadol. However, we are left with that entire compendium of halakhot from the earlier halakhic reality. Um, one more point I want to note. I started with the question of how could the Bedin possibly make a mistake because the Bedin is the one that's going to, to decide if I made a mistake or not. And I think that, again, this is a mechanism for a Bedin To retract a ruling. So on the one hand, it's a disincentive for the Bedin to retract a ruling because by retracting a ruling, they, they, they have to have a very open um, mea culpa 
everyone is going to, to know that this Bedin now made a mistake. And, and moreover, also from the point of view of Am Israel and whoever relied on the Bedin, imagine if the Halakha changes, then we definitely need, imagine the guilt that arises in people's heart and unconscious by knowing they did something or by thinking they did something that was wrong. Because as far as people are concerned, as far as our instincts are concerned, there is an absolute truth out there. And there are things that are absolutely correct or incorrect. And instinctively, we think that the Beddin's role is to find what's truly the halakha. That's not the case. The Beddin decide what the halakha is or should be. But guilt is created on the basis of what we feel unconsciously, not on the basis of, of what halakha really is. So this entire misvah is a way to permit Am Israel to find kapara, to find atonement, to move on from a mistake that um, otherwise could, could trouble us. So let's say we all ate a certain chalev and then the beddin changes direction, then how are we going to feel about that? So then the beddin need to bring their own korban if they wish to change halakha and they have to admit that what they did was wrong and they bring a korban, and through that korban, we sort of like let go of that, of that underlying guilt or, or whatever sensation of, of, of uh, hate that we have, and we attain kapara through this korban of the Betin Hagadol. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen.